Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jace and Dedeker, how are you doing today? We're doing great. Uh, Yay! Dedeker and I are actually doing some cat sitting right now yes. for a friend. So, we have a super cuddly little kitty who's been hanging out with so us. So adorable. I'll definitely yeah. put, it, put the cat in y'all on Instagram so that... The world can enjoy the cat with us. <laughs> Definitely the best rent-a-cat I've ever had. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she's super cuddly. That's um, lovely. And it's all nicely decorated for Christmas here, so, yeah. you know, didn't have to do that, but still get to enjoy having a Christmas tree and all that. Yeah. I will say, I, I do find myself a little bit disappointed that we're not reading Christmas stories from the Bible. I did have or, that thought, Sorry, yeah. the one Christmas story from the Bible. Yeah, Christmas I was like, time. are there multiple? Or like is the it four just accounts like... of the one Christmas story, yeah. but sure. Maybe Can next I... year we'll, we'll have to do a quick little breakout, you know, of like, just for this Christmas season, we're going to I... look at, you know, one of the renditions of the nativity. Yes, Emily. Sorry, I'm in China and I learned a thing recently that I found very, very funny. Apparently, like, Christmas was not a big thing here until about 10 years ago. And there's a thing called, like, the fake market here where you can go and buy Louis Vuitton and various things, but it's all okay. fake. Yeah. And so Christmas things started to pop up around there, but I guess the Chinese, like, didn't really know what Christmas was about exactly. It was about Jesus, or is it about Santa? Like, are those two things connected? So you would start seeing things that were, like, Santa nailed to the cross. No, what? Surely not. Yeah, like, Shut little, up. like... No, that can't be real. ...ornaments, um... <laughs> no, and we're both I'm seriously sorry. googling now. Like, what are when you I I know about? that's what that's apparently what some people said who've like lived here for like ten years. Okay. Hang um, on, Snopes did a fact check on it. Okay, and look. and what it was did they actually find out? in the original story. It was it was pinned on the Japanese. No, and I saw that one too. But they said, but that was like way before ten years ago. Uh-huh. They said that like. It was 10 it years was like, ago when this started happening. I see. In China. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, like in Japan, they have Christmas Halloween, or they have Halloween trees as opposed to Christmas trees. That I have seen for real. Yeah, I have seen right. the Halloween trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fascinating. I have not heard about that, but I mean, it, it makes sense in a it's way. It's a hilarious like... story either way. Maybe it's not true, but it's so <laughs> funny. I was cracking up. I loved it. Well, God knows the ways that we Americans butcher everybody else's holidays. It doesn't exactly. it would make sense. The fact that Santa's involved at all is a butchering of other people's holidays into ours. <laughs> yeah, so like, it's for sure. Right? Jeez. Yes. Yeah. Gosh. So, what? There it is. Yeah. I was reading... Oh, right. I was reading the Poisonwood Bible the other day, and there was a section where one of the girls, the youngest girl, was talking about, like, getting confused about holidays, basically, and being like, and that's Easter time when, when 
what is it? Like Easter is the time when we celebrate the fact that Jesus rose again and that bunnies had eggs or you know she's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. all confused yeah. about like what exactly. the holiday is about mm-hmm. and, and it makes sense well speaking of yeah. reading what is it that we are reading today yeah today we're continuing our journey out of egypt with exodus 16 17 and 18 the continuing saga of moses and his people the israelites and emily what happened last in that saga <laughs> that's why i'm making the space right now because i'm desperately trying to remember um, oh, it was just like the the Red Sea, right? Yeah. All the red, yeah, yeah. all the sea, all the parting, all the dying of the Egyptians. Yeah. And the Israelites got out and they are free now. And then it's like, now what? What do we do mm-hmm. now, guys? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. We're about to find out because apparently you said this story continues even into the next book of the Bible, which is a long time. So yeah, we, this they is got just some, like the prequel. They got some time to figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. 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 I, I have okay. faith that they will. Cool. Well, <laughs> what is everyone drinking today? Well, the two of us are drinking some Woodford Reserve whiskey uh, that mm. we've made into some whiskey gingers here with some Cock and Bull ginger beer, mm. which is actually quite delicious ginger beer. Um, and yeah, that that's, what, really that's what we're tasty. drinking. What about you, Em? Well, I made myself like a hot toddy with mm. Chivas mm. Royal. Is that a whiskey? I found like a really small bottle of it that I bought uh, yeah, downstor- it's a, it's a, downstairs. It's a blended scotch, but yeah, that's there you go. That's great. Yeah, and, and I've got toddy? like this ginger. Yeah, and I have this ginger tea and a bunch of um, lemon, and it is phenomenal. And well, so I'm yours loving is, it right now. So yours is ginger flavored. Yeah, it's like a ginger fireball tea. Oh. Not black tea or anything, but it's great. It, Dedeker, you'll have to have some when you come oh, to that Shanghai. That sounds great. So it's our... like if you mixed a hot toddy with a fireball. Like that's interesting. Well, I do it's like not really the cinnamon. Without planning it, we all glommed onto these like gingery whiskey-ish that's true. drinks. Good point. I know. Mm. Well done. Maybe Truly. because we know be. what's about to happen in this story. I don't know. Is there ginger in this story that not, we're about to read? Not that I, I know don't of, think so. But who knows? Who knows <laughs> what's going to come up in the translation? Maybe we can come yes. up with some kind of good metaphor to explain it. And okay. Like the, Absolutely. The spirit was calling all of us to do this. I mean, I don't know if we're going to come up with a good metaphor, but I'm sure we're going to come up with a metaphor by the time something. this episode is done. Come up with something. Yeah. So. Yes. All right. As we get into this, we want to remind everybody to read responsibly and drink responsibly. And you can drink along with us, or you can listen to us in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, we are getting into Exodus 16. So, all right, Exodus 16, here we go. Oh, man, they're out, guys. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about this. They were there for so long, and now they're out. So let's talk about it. Okay. They took their journey from Ilam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. Wilderness of Sin is the name of my new BDSM club that I'm opening up (laughs) next year, 2019. I'll invite y'all to the soft open. Is this like definitely a a sinful wilderness or wait, has sin already become established? Is this a thing? Well, yeah, Yeah. sin's been established. It doesn't quite, I mean, I feel like the meaning of 
sin kind heard of, of sin, but... changes throughout. Oh, I know you've heard of sin. <laughs> yes. Dang, sick burn. Okay. <laughs> so here's the deal, though. I think that this is actually the Wilderness of Sign. Yeah, probably. Um, I, I don't think it's because it's a capital S. It's not like, you know, it's not like the Lake of Dread or something like that. It's it's just the name of it. Sign. All right, let's fine. say we'll say sign. sign to help differentiate. Sure. Okay. 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 We can say that. So the Wilderness of Sign. There goes your franchise, Dedeker. Sorry. Which is between. <laughs> Elam and Sinai, like Mount Sinai, okay, on the 15th day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. Cool, just in case we were wondering. The whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron in the wilderness. (laughs) And (laughs) And the children of Israel said to them, We wish that we had died by the hand of Yahweh in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, a uh, flesh pot's going to be the name a- of my new BDSM club <laughs> opening up next year, twenty nineteen. What I'm is a flesh pot? Um, I have no idea. All gross. Right. You're I'll just look- going to have to come and see. Gosh, yeah. Well, I assume. Okay, you- really, jokes aside, I assume pots of meat. Surely, surely that's what a flesh pot must be. Uh, uh, gosh, the definition in the dictionary is places providing luxurious or hedonistic living. Which does fit for your BDSM Exactly. Club. Thank <laughs> I'm you. I'm not sure that makes that sense That is why here. I chose the title appropriately. Gosh. Wow. Okay. I'm going to look up some other translations here. Yeah. Because I'm confused about this. All right. So I'm looking at some other translations, and, and I think Dedeker is mm-hmm. basically right, that there are pots Whoa. with meat in them. Okay. So, so a lot of the translations just say meat pots, but other ones say like pots of boiling meat or we sat by our pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. Um, mm-hmm. But well, flesh, flesh pots comes up in a lot of these. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird way to put that, but okay. So I guess I'll continue. When we sat by the flesh plot, bleh, 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 <laughs> flesh pots, when we ate our fill of, of bread, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then Yahweh said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from the sky for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them, whether they will walk in my law or not. It shall come to pass on the sixth day that they shall prepare that which they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Wait, what is the... What? what? Okay, what math? Okay, so it's... He's going to rain bread down from the sky they're gonna uh-huh. go gather out a portion on the sixth day they're gonna prepare the stuff that they brought in and what they prepared will end up being twice as much as they gathered daily so on it's gonna be days, okay. magical so it's well, magical bread is basically what they're saying well it's magical bread but i think he's saying on the sixth day of the magical bread they're gonna prepare twice as much as they had gathered all the other days i think he's okay I think he's setting themself up, or I think he's setting them up for because he says, um, "and gather a day's portion every day." Oh, is it because they can't do it on the seventh day because that's the Sabbath? Possibly. Maybe. Hmm. Okay, let's let's continue on and see. Okay. Moses and Aaron said to the children of Israel, "At evening." Then you shall know that Yahweh has brought you out from the land of Egypt. And in the morning, then you shall see the glory of Yahweh, because he hears your murmurings against Yahweh. Who are we that you murmur against us? 
Moses said, Now Yahweh shall give you meat to eat in the evening, and in the morning bread to satisfy you, because Yahweh hears your murmurings, which you murmur against him. And who are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against Yahweh. I love that you had a different voice for Moses and Aaron saying together, and then Moses just by himself. That was, that was well, great. Moses has like a really high voice. Yeah. So that's my really <laughs> high voice. Okay. Moses said to Aaron, tell all the congregation of the children of Israel, come near before Yahweh, for he has heard to your, heard your murmurings. It happened, as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of Yahweh appeared in the cloud. Whoa. So, like, Yahweh just is, like, sitting up there in the I clouds? Th- yeah, like in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, you know, when God, like, Sweet. appears up in the clouds? It's gotta yeah. be. Yeah. Okay. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying... At evening you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am Yahweh your God. (laughs) Wow, God's really... He's he's kind of a meanie. He's got that Moses voice down. Yeah, he does, but he's kind of a meanie about it. Okay. (laughs) It happened at evening that quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning dew lay around the camp. Wait, like a bunch of like little quail? Yeah, yeah, like little birds. Little yeah, birdies, like, like birdies. Like yeah. they all ran in and they're like, we're going to cover the, like cover it with, with poop or just cover it with themselves. I assumed it was cover it with themselves, but let me see what some other translations have to say about that. Well, okay. He's saying that in the evening you shall eat meat. And so I think it implies oh. like the quail come in in the evening and that's your time to capture some quail and then you'll have meat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's just... like not a very robust amount of food but sure i mean well, maybe how else are you gonna feed hundreds of thousands of people yeah there's lots of quails but it is funny to point out though that it mentions then in the morning do lay all around the camp maybe yeah, it is all the poop like from all the quails. <laughs> yeah. well like... i think if you actually if you read on it's gonna talk a little bit more about that do okay 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 do, do the do when the do that lay had gone Behold, what? On the surface of the wilderness was a small round thing. Small is the hoarfrost on the ground. What? What's hoarfrost? It's no like the idea. frost that clings to the ground. Okay. Isn't it? I think. H H O A R, right? Yeah, like boar, but hoar. Hoarfrost. A lot of them say hoarfrost. Like, f- uh, fine like frost. As frost, the others just are like, we don't know this word. We're just going to call it frost. Pretty pretty much every other translation just calls it frost. Frost. Okay. Well, when the children of Israel saw it, it, they said to one another, what is it? For they didn't know what it was. Neither do we, but okay. (laughs) Moses said to them, it is the bread which Yahweh has given you to eat. This is the thing which Yahweh has commanded. Gather it of everyone according to his eating. In Omar ahead, according to the number of your persons, shall you take it, every man, for those who are in his tent. What? Okay, so you get to gather up one Omer per oh, person. Oh, an Omer. Okay. I don't know like how that's Like an Omer of but... wheat? Of a bundle of wheat? I don't of, know. Of this flaky bread dew. Ew. Okay. <laughs> Oh, wait, I'll wait till I get to the end of the chapter to talk more about some theories about what this flaky bread do may actually have been. Oh, okay. All right, good. I'm glad somebody knows. Maybe it's a croissant. 
Mm. Yeah, that's a nice. That's nice to imagine. It's that's like fresh, delicious. flaky croissants. Yeah. Yeah. Like Earlier in the show, croissant. we talked about what were they? Those uh, canapes. Oh, canapes. Yeah. <laughs> He it's litters enough. the ground with some canapes. Some flaky canapes. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Oh, the children of Israel did so and gathered some more, some less. When they measured it with an omer, he who gathered much had nothing over, and he who gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. Does that mean like how much his appetite is? Or Maybe like how much his family needs. How many calories they yeah. need in order to sustain their weight. Like, what is this? Yeah. I'm, uh, or, or, is it, or is this more miraculous where it's like some were able to gather more than others, but when they came back and weighed it, everyone had the same amount? But then why would you but need like, to make a law like telling people you better not gather more than you need or less than you need or whatever? Hmm. I think it's just saying that know. it's like okay. when people gathered the appropriate amount... That's yeah. what they had, they were the appropriate okay. amount. Got it. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Moses said to them, let no one leave of it until morning. Notwithstanding, they didn't listen to Moses, but some of them left it until the morning. It And it bred worms and became foul. Oof, and gross. Moses was angry with them. Ick. They gathered it morning by morning, everyone according to his eating. When the sun grew hot, it melted. It happened okay. on. It was also yeah, ice cream. We're all like, okay. <laughs> it happened that on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for each one, and all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. He said to them, "This is which Yahweh has spoke." Wait, Moses is, said, "Yeah." Is this Moses? Moses? Oh, okay. This is that which Yahweh has spoken. Tomorrow is a solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to Yahweh. Break that which you bake, would bake, bake want. That. Bake that which you want to bake, and boil that which you want to boil, and all that remains, overlay up for yourselves to be kept until the morning. <laughs> they laid it up until the morning, <laughs> as Moses asked, and it didn't become foul. Neither was there any worm in it. Okay. Moses said, "Huh? Yes. No. Just that that." I don't know. God's God's doing some cool stuff now, right? Yeah, yeah. We got no worms. worms before. Wait, hang on. Is the cool stuff just not spoiling your food? Yeah, I guess so. Like very cool. And I guess and if thanks, I didn't have a God. mini fridge traveling with me, that would be a pretty cool thing. Well, God added yeah. preservatives to this batch, okay? So that they I could, see. you know, got it. So that it would stay. Okay. Yeah. Moses said, "Eat that today, for today is Sabbath to Yahweh. Today you shall not find it in the field." Called it. I so called it. There it is. Do I win points? Do you you have to drink? Because I said the right thing. Okay. I, I mean, know. that's not a bad thing. I'll drink. <laughs> yeah, it's we haven't really... It's not a very good drinking game for us. Yeah, we yeah. haven't... <laughs> we haven't Six quite figured days. out a good drinking game for Exodus yet. No, not yet, but we'll figure it out. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath. In it there shall be none. It happened on the seventh day that some of the people went out to gather and they found none. You're like, hello. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) I already said that. Come on. Yahweh said to Moses, how long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? Behold, because Yahweh has given you the Sabbath, therefore he gives you on the sixth day the bread of two days. Everyone stay in his place. Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. 
So the people rested on the seventh day. The house of Israel called it the name of manna, like secret of manna. Maybe yeah. this yeah. is manna. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about this. Okay. Yeah. And it was like a coriander seed, white. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, what? And it was like a coriander seed, white, and its taste was like wafers with honey. Mm. Moses said, this is the thing which Yahweh has commanded. Let an omar full of it be kept throughout your generations, that they may see the bread with which I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you forth from the land of Egypt. Moses said to Aaron, Take a pot, put an omer full of manna in it, and lay it up before Yahweh to be kept throughout your generations. As Yahweh commanded Moses, so Aaron laid it up before the testimony to be kept. The children of Israel ate the manna 40 years until they came to an inhabited land. They ate the manna until they came to the borders of the land of Canaan. Now an Omar is the 10th part of an FF. I Can anyone <laughs> explain that last sentence? I dare someone now to an, confuse me more. I love that Now an Omar is the 10th part of an FF. That's what it says, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not making this up. I'm just like, come back. I have too many questions. Don't end the chapter there. Wow. Okay, so... Jeez. Okay, so basically the the storyteller, so it's an oral tradition, right? Yeah. And they knew that every time at the end of this, some of the kids would be like, what's an omer? Like, how much is an omer? And so they threw in this at thing. At the very like, end. You sure this wasn't meant to be just a footnote? A footnote? Like, I think, yeah, I think this was a little footnote. The scribe messed it up and there. put it into the chapter like, when it was supposed to be a footnote? Yeah, maybe. Like, if it's the 10th part of an FF, I don't know what an FF is at all, but if it is an it F- like a 10th of it? F-a? I think, okay, I think the deal is that by the time of the writing, the Omer may not have been a unit of measurement that was used anymore, but an Effa was. I see, so they're kind of giving you a general sense. sense. of how big this is. So, okay. Because w- some of the translations here are saying an Omer was two quarts. Okay. Or... That's um, quite a bit. Okay. Or some of them yeah, even just like good. added on to the end where they're like, it was one-tenth of an epa. It held about two quarts. Okay. So, okay. I got a question for both of you. Okay. Uh, what yes. do you think the real world scientific explanation for mana is? I'm like, is this something that like I don't grew know. on the plants that was harvested? Was Did it, it insect something? Like, I have no idea. Okay. That's not a bad theory. Emily, what do you yeah, think? Yeah. Is it, is it like sap? Okay, yeah. So is you're it both, honey? You're both kind of not wrong. Um, <laughs> so I did some Googling while you were reading, Emily, and I came okay, up okay. with this really interesting Smithsonian Magazine article uh, that was about that. Like, what the heck could manna possibly have been? Yeah. And what they're pretty sure it is, because this has been studied among Bedouin tribes who are currently living in this region, oh. are still gathering this thing. Wait, what? Oh, so this is... Okay. Okay. So this is still a current oh, thing. Current wow. Bedouin okay. tribes still gathering up this manna. I don't think they call it manna, but what they're pretty sure they're pretty sure it's the same thing. And it's some kind of extract of an insect. By Could extract it, you mean excrement. I don't mean excrement. I saw another article that theorized that there may be um like their cocoons or something. It's not a, it's not an excretion, okay. but some kind of animal 
product interesting left behind by insects and that they yeah they described that the quality of it is that before the sun rises it is like these little droplets these little hard droplets that gather on the ground and gather on the plants um but as soon as the sun hits them they turn like gooey like honey and so they huh. needed to be, they had to be gathered in the morning. The, the Bedouins will gather them in the morning and save them and preserve them. And that a chemical test of them, it, uh, it's like a couple of different naturally occurring sugars and pectin. And so it would taste sweet. Hmm. Um, All right. So they think it's that. It was some kind of like insect okay. le- leavings right. that they gathered up every morning and ate. Ew. There's an, a slightly newer theory uh, where some people think maybe it was a kind of like lichen or dried algae that was left behind um i think the whole like insect thing is cooler honestly (laughs) yeah like like that to me and especially thinking about like even modern day bedouin tribes using this stuff i kind of think about like wow ingenuity and human beings will find ways to eat anything anywhere yeah Yeah. wow that's really interesting Mm -hmm. wow well, should we venture on into 17? Yes. Exodus 17. All the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of Sin by their journeys, according to Yahweh's commandment, and encamped in Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Haven't we been here before? They've, they've been yes. here before complaining about water to drink, right? Wait, have they? Have they? I, I'm I don't not, think well, so. Well, they were they complaining just... about... The, they, the food for yeah, a while. They just complain now they got to complain about yeah, something else. It's everything. Yeah. So I don't think they complained about water. Yeah, okay. I thought it was just food earlier. Well, now we're on water. Okay. Therefore, the people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. And he's Mo- like, Let me just pull it out of my ass. <laughs> Moses said to them. And then he pulled it out from his harness upon- on his donkey and gave them some water. <laughs> Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test Yahweh? The people were thirsty for water there, and the people That's were... That's Moses' voice? Uh, he's the... Yeah. yeah how many, we've been over this before. He's the, like, fervent Baptist, Southern Baptist preacher. But, okay. like, but, but not like, super quieter. strong, deep yeah, voice. Yeah, not strong. Yeah, 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 okay. The people were thirsty for water there, and the people murmured against Moses and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to kill us, our children, and our livestock with thirst? Wow, these people are ungrateful. It's true. Moses cried to Yahweh, saying, What shall I do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. Right? Yahweh said to Moses, Walk on before the people and take the elders of Israel with you and take the rod in your hand with which you struck the Nile and go. Yahweh's kind of turning into Olmec. A little bit <laughs> from Legends of the Hidden Legends. Temple. Gosh, wow, that was a deep cut there. I think I'm going to lean into that a little bit. <clears throat> okay. Behold, Great. I will stand before you there on the rock in Horeb. You shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it that the people may drink from the shrine of the silver monkey. Okay. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He called... Okay, so Moses did it. He struck the rock. Yep. They walked ahead, okay. struck and the rock. Water, came, water out. came out of it. Love it. Okay. He called the name of the place Massa and Meribah because the children of Israel quarreled and because they tested Yahweh saying, is Yahweh among us or not? So I'm assuming that means that Massa means Israel quarreled and Meribah means is Yahweh among us or not? Oh, I think Massa and Meribah means just like bitching and moaning. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Okay. 
Uh, then Amalek came and fought with Israel in Rephidim. Jeez, wait, who's this guy? Who, yeah, wait, wait, what? Amalek. Amalek's and like... Amalek. Are they talking about the Israel? No. They're, what? What are they talking about? The, is, they're talking about the nation of Israel, not the current day nation of Israel, but the Israelites. Amalek, who is a dude we have not heard about until this point. Well, I'm pretty sure that Amalek right. is a tribe of people not a single singular person okay that would make sense just like many amalek came yeah. and fought with many israelites yes exactly cool okay okay right because okay. right, nope. it said israel in the singular as well yes. right yes, i know it did. so yeah so it's the peoples versus the peoples okay, okay got it all the right people's the people's versus Simpson. <laughs> okay <laughs> moses said to joshua who we also have not met before but this is a first name drop of joshua right yeah correct what's up? okay what's up joshua all right joshua oh it's my hey. brother's name. Choose me. Yeah, it's my boyfriend's name. <laughs> Awkward. Cool. Well, he's going to be in this You're story learn about him. for a long time. So okay. many Joshuas. Okay. Moses said to Joshua, choose men for us and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with God's rod in my hand. <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> so yeah. Joshua did as Moses had told him and fought with Amalek. So I guess Joshua is like the, the strong man, front man leader yeah, of the like army the commander maybe maybe yeah, yeah. Like that. Huh. okay uh and moses aaron and Hur, Hur, like ben hur yeah maybe. that's kind of what i was thinking moses aaron and ben hur went up <laughs> to the top of the hill it happened when moses held up his hand that israel prevailed and when he let down his hand amalek prevailed just keep oh, your hand uh, moses. so just yeah keep it up bro but moses's hands were heavy and they, oh, man. They, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur... Here, sit down, sit down. Aaron Wait. and Ben-Hur held up held his up hands, his... <laughs> the one on the one side and the other on the other side. His hands were steady until sunset. That is so oh, funny. Man. How long did it take wow. them until they realized there was a connection? Wow. That they're How... like, as soon as he lets his hand down... The battle really starts turning not in You're our like, favor. Leave him up, leave him up, hold him. And Moses Jeez. is like, I can't. I'm like 80 years old. I don't I, have any bicep strength. I know, right? So picture this. Moses is up there like holding up his hands and every, everything's going good. And I imagine at a certain point he starts shaking being like, can't Joshua wrap this up already? And his yeah. arms start to go down and then they see it starting to change. And then that's when they get this brilliant idea of like, I've got it. I've got it. Hold on. We'll grab you your hands. Sit here. We'll hold your hands up. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, okay. So smart. I feel like so, this this is very much like following the letter of the law. It's true. This is so random. Right. It's, it's like this whole section is random. <laughs> like but the, what the, the if Bible then isn't? the if then statement that God has created here is if Moses's hands are elevated <laughs> above his shoulders, maybe yeah. then. Tribes of Israel get the, the advantage yes. in this battle. Yes. Totally, That's totally. it. It's not about him holding them up. It's not about him standing and raising them. It's not about him being triumphant. It's literally it's, it's, the position of the physical flesh and bones of his hands. All that matters. Being at, let's say, yeah. hmm, 45 degree angle, maybe. Then, then we're okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Uh, wow. So his hands were steady until sunset. Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Oh, wait, so is Amalek a person and the Amalekians are the people? (laughs) I think it's the Amalekites, probably. I like Amalekians, Uh, Yeah, that's pretty good. I do too, thank you. (laughs) Yahweh said to Moses, write this for a memorial in a book. 
any book, really. Any book will <laughs> do. Will just do. a book. Not any this one, book will book. do. And rehearse no? it Joseph? in the ears okay. of Joshua that I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under the sky. Oh, some harsh words. <clears throat> yeah, dang. Moses built an altar and called the name of it Yahweh our banner. He said, Yah has sworn. Wow, so we're like on a nickname basis now. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Yah? Hey, Yah. <laughs> Hey, hey, yeah, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yah has sworn Yahweh will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Wow, okay, so it's like, we ain't gonna forget this. We're gonna continually go back to war with the Amalekians as long as we can remember how to pronounce their name. (sighs) This is sad, though, because it's like Israel-Palestine relations. Like, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe this is like original for that yikes well yeah and why, I mean, why kinda... do we need to keep having these generational wars like really well that's on. definitely a theme we've seen so far is there's a lot of things where it's just like for many generations you and the canaanites or now you and the amalekians yeah you know or the hittites yes. or the amorites or whoever right. it is that's not yeah. us or the egyptians or like whatever like someone's yeah, always yeah, gonna yeah. be be Doing us wrong, mm-hmm. doing us, doing us dirty. All right, so let's keep this take party it away. going. <laughs> yes, keep this party going here with Exodus eighteen. All right, now Jethro, who we remember Ooh. from before, Jethro Tull. Yep, Jethro Tull. Also, Jethro, the father of. Well, we're gonna get to it now. Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses's father-in-law, uh, heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, how, how that Yahweh had brought Israel out of Egypt. Jethro, again, Jethro, Moses's father-in-law, received Zipporah, Moses's wife, after he had sent her away, and her two sons. The name of one son was Gershom, for Moses said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land. Or a stranger in a strange land, if you will. Oh, yeah, yeah. The name of the other was Eliezer, for he said, My father's God was my help and delivered me from Pharaoh's sword. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice, okay. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, every time. That's like his name. We really cannot forget it's very important you realize this is it's Moses's... his full name, okay? <laughs> Moses' oh, yeah. father-in-law. Jethro, That's all that he's Moses known for. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Moses' father-in-law. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, Mr. Moses' father-in-law <laughs> came with his sons and his wife to Moses into the wilderness where he was encamped at the mountain of God. Wow. What? Okay. There's That's a God God mountain? The mountain of God, yeah. Obviously. Cool. Apparently. I'm sure it has a prettier name in Hebrew or something, right? Um, sure, probably. He said to Moses, I, your father-in-law, <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> oh my Lord, in heaven, we get it. Okay, hold on, hold on, pause. Do you think Jethro wrote this chapter? Like, Jethro is like, I'm not getting enough credit in this story, uh, and no one remembers right. that, um, hey, I am Moses' father-in-law, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, like, uh, I'm important. Wow. Yeah. I'm important here, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He said to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, have come to you with your wife and her two sons with her. Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed and kissed him. They asked Mm. each other of their welfare, and they came into the tent. 
Which, whose tent? Moses' tent? Yes. He came to meet Moses. Somebody's tent. But he, could, he probably tent. brought tents with him. He's a nomad. Oh, maybe. Oh. I guess All so. Right. Yeah. Okay. And they came into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law... <laughs> I just can't reiterate this enough. No. Moses... <laughs> No. <laughs> Moses told his father-in-law all that Yahweh had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the hardships that had come on them on the way, and how Yahweh delivered them. Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness which Yahweh wow. had done to Israel, in that he had delivered them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Jethro said, Blessed be Yahweh, who has delivered you out of the hands of the Egyptians wow. and out of okay. the hand of Pharaoh. He's older because he's his father-in-law. Yeah, okay. You All know. Right. Yeah, okay. All right. That's true. Who Even has... older than Moses. <laughs> yes, yes. Who has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that Yahweh is greater than all gods because of the thing in which they dealt arrogantly against them. I lost the thread of my, my <laughs> thought there. <laughs> Wait. Now I know that Yahweh is greater than all gods because of the thing in which they dealt arrogantly against them. That doesn't... That sentence It makes absolute make sense. sense. I don't Far know what you're talking about. Far too many pronouns there obviously. to understand what is actually happening. Okay. I think we get the spirit, though. Yes. I'm going to move on. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> sounds good. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law... <laughs> Wow. Okay, you wow. have to be drinking for wow. the repetition. Yeah, drinking right. for repetition. Drink for that. Oh, God. We have to, like, finish our alcoholic beverages. <laughs> yeah, basically. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God. Aaron came with all of the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law <laughs> before God. Do we drink again? Because it said Moses' father-in-law? I think we do. Okay. All right. It happened on the next day that Moses sat to judge the people. He's like, just like, look, c- c- all of you, line, line up, please. Line up, please. Yes, yes, I'm about too. to judge yes, you. Yes, okay. Uh-huh. Get right. ready. Mm. Oh, really? Really? That captain? That yeah. captain with those shoes? Wow. Okay. He's like, <laughs> definitely a little bossy, this one over here. <laughs> and you, really? Like, I know you've been eating extra portions of food. Mm-hmm. Share with everyone else. So he judges everyone. Okay. okay. <gasps> Dang. Dang. Um, that the people stood around Moses from the morning. Uh, it happened on the next day that Moses sat to judge the people and the people stood around Moses from the morning to the evening. So it took all day for him to judge mm-hmm. all of them. I mean, it would. Of course. There, there is like a hundred, how many hundreds? Thousands? Many thousands. Many thousands. Yes. Okay. Half a million, right? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Got it. When Moses's father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, what is this thing you do for the people? Why do you sit alone and all the people stand around you from morning to evening? Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a matter, they come to me and I judge between a man and his neighbor, and I make them know the statutes of God and his laws. So he literally is judging. So he's a lawyer? He's kind of a lawyer and the a judge king, at the same time. Like and a judge. King. Okay. It's like in oh, Game I of see. Thrones when everyone comes to Daenerys with their like disputes or their cases or their whatever. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it's like it's like a like a king or a queen. Okay. Moses's father-in-law <laughs> said to him, "The thing that you do is not good. You what? will surely Why? wear away both you and this people that is with you." 
for the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to perform it yourself alone. Amen to Jethro talking about self-care and learning how to say no. I'm sorry, but wow. just... All right. All right. I can yeah. relate. Right. Thank you, Jethro, for being the voice of reason. Even Moses needs someone to step in and be like, hey, man, you can't well, take all this on by yourself. Yeah. Moses is terrible at saying no, obviously. Yeah, I mean, God peer pressured him into doing all this stuff oh, that he was like, absolutely. someone else, anyone else. And he's like, no, you're doing it. It's like, okay. Listen now to my voice. I will give you counsel, and God be with you. You represent the people before God, and bring the causes to God. You shall teach them the statutes and the laws, and shall show them the way in which they must walk, and the work that they must do. Moreover, you shall provide out of all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating unjust gains. Because if you don't work for those games, yeah. Sick games. And place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of uh, fifties, and uh, rulers of tens. Okay, so so I can't even right now. Jethro is suggesting an entire middle management chain of command right now. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to call it a pyramid scheme, and I realized that's a little too soon. You're right. Oh, my God. Okay, thank you. you I'm just going to drink just for my own health in that one. (laughs) Keep going. Let them judge the people at all times. It shall be that every great matter they shall bring to you, but every small matter they shall judge themselves. So shall it be easier for you, and they shall share the load with you. If you will do this thing, and God commands you so, then you will be able to endure, and all of these people will go to their place in peace. So Moses listened to the voice of his father-in-law and did all oh, that okay. he had said. More evidence that Jethro wrote this chapter. Yeah, definitely <laughs> Jethro. Jethro's like, this was my idea. I am Moses' father-in-law. I came up with this brilliant idea. Please give me credit. Moses did not come up with it himself, even though he likes to say that. This was me. I am Moses' yeah. father-in-law. And <laughs> law. Amen. By Love Jethro, you. Moses' father-in-law. Yes. <laughs> Moses chose <laughs> Moses chose able men out of all Israel and made them heads over the people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. <laughs> they judged the people at all times. Of course they, they did. They brought the hard causes to Moses. But every small matter they judged themselves. Moses let his father-in-law depart, and he went away into his oh, own so, land. Oh, so Jethro just did, like did a mic drop, and then yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Bye." I came here to tell you this. I've told you many times. I am your father-in-law. Goodbye. <laughs> just gonna come in, solve all your problems, and peace out. Once again, this is Jethro, Moses's <laughs> father-in-law. Peace out. Wow. I think that that is his greatest <laughs> achievement in life, is being <laughs> Moses' father-in-law. Uh, well, definitely. So. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, obviously. obviously. So this is this is really interesting that they establish this kind of, like, it's a mix of a middle management chain of command with also, uh, like, local courts, county courts, state courts, federal right. court kind yeah. of hierarchy, essentially. And then maybe above federal court is Moses court, God court. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> 
Moses Court. Moses Court. It's like the Supreme Court. It's Moses Court. Yeah, Yeah. it's like Moses Court. You work your way up through the Court of Appeals. I know that that all y'all were giggling at the rulers of tens, but when I see that lineup of job descriptions, I'm like, please make me a ruler of ten. I don't want to be a ruler of a thousand. I don't want to be a ruler of a hundred. I don't even want to be a ruler of fifties. Tens, I can handle. I could manage ten people. That will be enough. I suppose you're right. Well... Uh, you you said that this was an action packed chapter, or that there were parts that were action packed, but I don't I don't know, Jace. Like, with the exception of like the bread falling from the sky <laughs> and the quails like coming up over the land and leaving a bunch of dew, I don't know about <laughs> this being action packed. Well, yeah, all. I mean, what I was what I was referring to was more just that the manna from heaven is. Uh, one of those things people reference frequently and it's like a well-known okay. story. It's one that comes up, you know, often in church, often yeah. meaning every year or so. When I was a child, I always imagined it kind of like oyster crackers Oh, that was scattered across the ground. Oh. And I think that was also influenced by, again, like I referenced last time, these like little printed out uh, pictures that they would show in my Bible class at my oh, religious right, school right. to kind of help you visualize what was going on, that it definitely looked like oyster crackers scattered yeah. about the land that the children of Israel were gathering up. Yeah, this was interesting because I definitely remember from childhood the image more being that this manna like came down from the sky as opposed to what's actually in the story, which is that it's like the dew comes and then it's like there. Oh wait, so you had the image of like there's like a force field and this like bread like substance is like coming down? Wait, I'm confused. Where did the force field come? <laughs> Maybe I <laughs> no, made it's that like one. Rain. Up. God said it was oh, rain. Like it's sprinkling down. It's like falling rain. from the sky. These I little see. like these little I imagine them as like little buns kind of. Little, okay. That's cute. You know, probably unleavened. Um, but you know, just to be safe, just you know? to be safe, you never Pretty know. Pretty unquestionably <laughs> unleavened. Um, but like little, you know, little buns, little okay, sweet buns. Right. <laughs> Your little sweet buns. <laughs> and now we know, yes. actually, uh, some kind of insect extra extract, or or maybe an algae of some sort. But maybe but something yeah. less appealing than oyster crackers or little sweet buns. I don't know. It sounded yeah. kind of tasty from the description. Yeah. You know, and it's it, like well, a little bit sweet, and it's like coriander well Well, now i'm hungry (laughs) yeah and so i think we can't wait to share with all of you next time all of the tasty treats that are going to happen (laughs) hopefully in the next episode it'll be like manna from heaven exactly yeah we can use that expression with Emily now, and she'll know what oh, we're talking about. Oh, we can. That's so nice. Yeah. Well, I would have just thought it was secret mana from heaven. <laughs> secret <know>. of mana. Yeah. <laughs> secret of mana. Yeah. Actually, something I'm curious about is if there is a relation between mana that's used as like magical energy in video games and this mana with two ends mm. from the Bible, if those are connected in any way, or if that's just coincidence. Well, we can do some googling. Happen. We'll find out. Maybe talk about it in a bonus episode. Who knows? Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for joining us for Bible Study today. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including bonus episodes, new series, guest interviews, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, 
or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Emily Matlack, Dedeker Winston, and me, Jace Lindgren. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. The theme song for the book of Exodus is Our Story Begins by Kevin McLeod. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. <laughs>